listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 182 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight we're talking about hell. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. Pull up a chair. This is going to be a fun conversation, believe it or not. So <laughs> when I roll into work, I get in there a little bit late. I have kind of a weird schedule. And a great thing, one of the few bright spots of COVID is that you get lunch there. The kitchen cooks you lunch. It's awesome. It's delicious. I've never eaten lunch so well in my adult life, you know, when I was living at home. Oh, yeah, of course. But you know, normally I'm, I'm, you know, gnawing at a, at cheese and crackers in between gigs, stuck in traffic in Northern Virginia, and and now I get to have like lunch. It's great. I get a salad and a grilled cheese, and it's awesome. So I get there a little bit after they put in the main lunch orders. So I always handwrite it on a little post-it note, and and they they have it memorized by heart. But I like to you know write it down for them. Just don't want to make any assumptions. I want to make their lives a little easier, and I like to put a little quote on it too. So, you know, try to do uplifting things. And um, yesterday I was kind of stuck. So I made one up. I said, what? Uh, Vincent Van Gogh, probably, you know, the ear thing, right? So today I walked in and I almost wrote down, hell is a bottomless pit, Carl Jung. I figured that's probably not a great thing to write on your lunch order. So I put it ain't over till it's over, Yogi Berra. But hell is a bottomless pit. Like this is a, this is an interesting idea. So first, to define the parameters of the conversation this evening, I'm not talking about in a religious sense. So I know people listening in all have their own ideas, and although we'll sort of border on some sometimes, this is not necessarily a matter of a religious system. This is something that's here right now so for well okay i guess i gotta get a little bit like that um so for a long time so i guess i would consider myself agnostic i don't or maybe unaffiliated would be a better word that reminds me of one of my buddies down in richmond who's uh, since passed on mr shank a southern baptist and fought in world war ii and was was always concerned about me finding a good woman and me being saved and he would always say, and he was always very respectful, but he'd say, oh, hello, Josh, you know, are you still unaffiliated? I want to find a good church. <laughs> really kind of him. So, so I always thought of, of hell and heaven as concepts of the afterlife. And, and I chose, well, I, you know, I don't like the idea of hell, so I'm not going to believe in it. Well, that's a d- completely different discussion, right? Because maybe I don't like the idea of gravity, too. That certainly exists, but again, different discussion. I'm talking about in this life. I'm really seeing about how there is, for lack of a better word, hell can exist now. Now, the thing is, is if you have trouble with the word hell because it usually does pertain to an afterlife and fire and brimstone and little demons with triangle tails. You can pick any word you want. It just seems to be a really convenient word to describe it. A state of 
abject misery and arbitrary suffering. And I believe it was Carl Jung that said, hell is a bottomless pit. And this idea has really intrigued me. And this idea has helped me live better. So we'll get to that in a minute. We got to go through the icky stuff first and then we'll get to that better. So this idea that if we, this is the thing I'm working with. If I, if I know what's right. And I, again, that puts the, I can, I can hear <laughs> dad. I know you're listening to this and you'll be like, how do you know what's right? Well, I can feel what's not right. There's many things that, that I'm conflicted about and I don't know, honestly, and all these things, but there's certain things I know, well, that's just wrong. Right. And if, and, and murder would be an extreme example and, and, um, not getting up exactly when I should would be a mild example, right? Definitely a big spectrum right there, right? But, but still, you, I know when it's wrong. And if I aim at what's wrong, and then if I aim at what's wrong enough, so, so picture like a compass. So what's right is, is up and north and true. And then, then you start to get off by degrees. And maybe, you know, not getting out of bed exactly when you know you should, maybe that's, you know, a half a degree off. And then, then that little white lie is one degree off. And then pretty good lie, maybe that's 15 or 20 degrees off. And, and maybe murders is 180 degrees, right? So like this is whole whole spectrum. But you, you feel yourself tilting. And then the more you tilt, and if you don't do anything to correct that tilt, then you'll keep aiming. Then it'll keep going down and it'll keep going down. And then when the nose of the, your plane gets pointed too far down, well, you it's almost that, the idea of the devil is interesting too, because that's there's almost a thing that starts generating bad choices on its own. And we keep aiming at that and it keeps generating bad choices and it leads to this bottomless pit. And you think you hit the bottom and then you can think of another way to make it worse. And I was driving into work and, and I was on, on a, a difficult phone call and I, heard news of somebody who was doing that and consistently making it worse. And that is accelerating. That's going, it's sort of, if you watch a movie and, and there's like a dog fight or, or, or a plane gets out of control, going, and as it, as it gets closer to the ground, it, it's engines start to race more and more. This person is starting to make that sound. And I've seen this in a couple of ways and it's really freaky because you can see that there is, for lack of a better word, hell right now, and it is a bottomless pit. And you can just keep going and going and going, and there's always another level down. It's a fascinating concept. So, well, you might be listening to this on a rainy day and be like, well, that's glum. It's actually, I find it, fascinating and because well if there's a down then that means there's an up and we can aim up and, and a lot of times if I get stuck in a rut it's hard to just flip it around and be aiming up I stop aiming down I just try to stabilize and pull out of the dive and then I can improve and get better and better and better and then eventually be aiming up and it's an upward spiral and it keeps going but I'm increasingly seeing about how 
whatever you want to call it, and, and if hell is too much of a religious and word for you, fine, pick a different one. I don't think it's too much of a dramatic word because you can see this in people's eyes. We've, we've been there ourselves. So it's interesting. It's very helpful to me to realize this. And I'm always mentioning Jordan Peterson, but man, I, the man has changed my life. And he's talking about if you're setting a goal, you want to set your goal of where you want to go, but you also want to, you, again, you could call that heaven per se, right? And then, but you also want to keep in mind the hounds chasing you. What happens if you don't go there? That would be hell, right? So, so you have an up and a down. And for a long time, I ignored the existence of a down. But now I'm seeing that and that helps me focus on up. And I don't necessarily mean that it has to be an external up. Because I know this could come across as sort of um, you know, like one of those ads on YouTube where you see the guy in front of his 10 Ferraris saying, oh, you know, you can, you can earn unlimited money from home and be happy. I don't mean it like that. I just mean less just pointless suffering and more meaning and and it doesn't mean the absence of pain right there's always going to be pain and suffering but at least not making it worse and that's another thought that i had i was driving home and, and i was just, i don't know it was just kind of in a lull of the day i'm like oh you know it's a blah right now it's like, yeah well you know what be careful because you could make it a lot worse so i'm happy to say my day turned out really nice but it's been helpful to me know to know that the opposite is always there. Carlos Castaneda talks about um, death always being over your left shoulder, like a like a bird following you or something. It's always it's always watching you, and that sharpens your focus, right? It's like walking a tightrope. You're really got to be concentrating. So this this realization that that we could, I can really make my day horrible. It's been helping me make it better lately. But that was kind of a lot to write on my lunch order. So I just wrote a Yogi Berra quote. Who knows what it'll be tomorrow? <laughs> now, let's take a couple of deep breaths. Go ahead and breathe in through your nose, not through your mouth. Let those eyes drift gently and softly closed. Don't have to squeeze them, just let them hang out there. And let's begin. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, Two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, 
two, exhale, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Good job. Open those eyes. And now, speaking of aiming up, there's plenty I could be outraged about. But I'm going to go to my shop and start making a gift for somebody. And I just got a router in. So that's going to be cool. We'll let you know about that tomorrow. Have a great evening over there. Good night.